Between the Beat is a podcast dedicated to MUAs all across the world who are ready to sort in the beauty industry. If you're looking for a confidence boost, advice here and there, and a good laugh, then you're in the right place. I am your host, Terry Watson, and I am here to remind you of your own power. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Hello, hello, hello. It's your host, Terry Watson, back with another episode of Between the Beat Podcast. Um, I am so excited to be um, in a new month. It's May 2nd, um, so the first Monday of May. And I don't know, April was so good to me. I felt like I was really tapping back into, like that last episode said, you know, like tapping back into that passion that, you know, got me started. Um, And then also reconfiguring what I want for my business and, you know, versus what I need, you know, and um, I'll share more about that later. But uh, for today's episode, I really wanted to talk about um, feeling like you're worth it slash like mental roadblocks and how fear kind of plays a role in that. Um, I want to talk, I guess I kind of want to talk about it all for a little bit, um, because this past Sunday I had my very first, um, I had my very first co-working, co-working session with my eight week coaching program, um, spring cohort students. And, um, what we're doing this week is really breaking down those mental barriers, uh, that, you know, are pretty much stopping you from getting to the next level. And, you know, one of those that, you know, kind of reoccur is, am I good enough for someone to choose me as their makeup artist? Um, And I think that's a very valid question, right? One thing that I always try to ask is, like, number one, can you elaborate on why you feel that way? And um, I always try to push my students to really find a source for why they feel like they aren't good enough, right? Um, you know, in a lot of cases, like we, we think that it's just, it ends at the surface level where, okay, I think I'm not good enough and that's it. But no, it may be deeper. Like, do you feel like you're good enough? You know? Um, and it's more so like, you know, we expect the validation to come from our clients. Um, when in turn is actually supposed to start with us because we, and I said this last night, I said, we are the, you know, as, as business owners, we are the only ones required to love our business. We are the only ones required to show up for our business. We are the only ones required, um, you know, to, to have this fuel and passion behind it, right? So when when the question of do, or, or when the question of, um, what am I trying to say? When the question of, am I good enough, pops into your head, you have to tap back into or tap into the things um, that made you good enough in the first place, right? Or or, uh, the things that make you happy, the things that make you excited to do what you want to do. Um, and And I say that because are, are you good enough is, 
that's the, that question alone is based off of what I would consider a standard that may not even apply to you, right? So the things that would deem you good enough are the are what's already in your head, what's at your fingertips, right? So you know when I when I say that it's a standard that doesn't apply to you, that means that the question of am I good enough is usually um, rooted in you seeing other makeup artists, their filtered work, and then boom, comparing, you know, the work that they're posting online to your non-filtered work, or you know what I mean. Um, and at that point, we're comparing apples to oranges. And that may be the case across the board, whether you you are comparing filter work versus non-filter work, um, whether you've been in the game for six months and they've been in the game for five years, um, or vice versa, whether you've been in the game for 10 years and they've been in it for two. At the end of the day, it's not comparable. So when you ask yourself, am I good enough? What makes you enjoy what you do? What are things that your clients tell you on a very regular basis? Like, this is something that I love about how you do my makeup. And I wouldn't trade you for the world, right? Like, that's something a client would say. And now you have to decide to internalize that, right? Um, as, as human beings, we harp on the negative And that can be very detrimental, you know? When, when you are running a business, your main goal or focus should be to keep going, you know, pushing in the realm of consistency. Like you have to be consistent in everything that you do. And if you decide, you know, maybe it's all of a sudden, maybe you've been thinking about it, but if you decide that I am not good enough to show up, then your clients will also decide that. And I say also because that is the result. Your clients deciding that you are not good enough is a result of you not seeing yourself as good enough. I hope I'm, I hope I'm connecting. I hope I'm making sense right now. What I'm saying is in order for your people to see the value, you also have to value yourself. You also have to value your work. That's a really big reason why I always push content. I always suggest getting a model or, you know, working with a model because that will up the ante on how you view your own work. You know, um, like I said, clients, they always got somewhere to go. You know, you got to go to the baby shower. You rushed me. You came in 15 minutes late. Like I, Now I'm trying to get my best content from a poorly um, executed situation. You know, whether that be poorly executed on your part or the, you know, the the clients, right? Compared to a, compare that to working with a model where you get the lights, you you um, let the models know, like, this is what you need to show up in, you know, attire-wise, you know, this is how your hair needs to look. You control the narrative at that point. So your perspective of valuable content not only will be amplified then, but it will also improve over time. Being good enough is subjective. Success is subjective, you know? Um, And a lot of times we decide that 
just because we aren't where that person is, that we are not as good as them. That may not be the case, you know, because where they are and where I am, it's probably how it's supposed to be, you know, like that's probably how it's supposed to pan out. And me comparing myself will stunt my growth more than anything because you are you and I'm me at the end of the day. So if I'm looking to you for, um, if I'm looking to another makeup artist, looking at their journey, um, you know, obviously I can be inspired by them and be like, you know, one day, right? But the moment that that inspiration somewhat turns into envy or jealousy or just like a, a deeper rooted sadness within you is the moment that you need to probably unfollow that makeup artist or um, you need to reestablish what it is that you want, not what they have. You may not even want what they have. Because what did they do? You know, like, what did they do to get to where they are? Are you willing to put that kind of effort in? You know, and again, being good enough, it depends on the person. Are you good enough for the right people who are supposed to be, you know, with you, who's who will be rocking with you? Absolutely. Are you good enough for their clients? That doesn't matter because they already got their clients. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I said, like, once you start comparing yourself um, and it and it feels like a level of anxiety, that's when you, you need to reestablish what it is that you want. And then maybe then you'll feel good enough because it's like, I thought I wanted these things. I thought I wanted, you know, a million dollars. And, you know, we probably all do. But when you get down to the nitty gritty of the million dollars and what it takes to get there um, in comparison to what you actually have the capacity for, then you'll be like, you know what? I am good enough. Maybe I don't have the capacity for a million dollars and that's okay. Um, but I do have the capacity to create a very quality life that is specific to me, specific to what I need and want, you know? So I think that, you know, right after, you know, this conversation is, okay, so what if I don't feel like I'm good enough? How can I push through that? Right. Because like I said, I do want to talk about mental roadblocks. So obviously I've already given you the first task of unfollowing, you know, whoever makes you feel like you aren't good enough. If you feel like, OK, I see this person and I immediately internalize like, OK, I can never be that. OK, now let's go and follow them. Right. So like I said, the conversation right after that is how do I push through that um feeling of inadequacy, right? How do I push through that? And I'm trying to think of moments where I've pushed, pushed through. Um, I, ooh, the eight week coaching program was a good, was a good, was it, it was a good, it's a, it's going to be a good um, reference for you guys. And I know I could not get that out, but here we are. Glad I got through it. Um, <laughs> the, the way the stuttering was just had me in a chokehold, but I made it. Anyways, um, 
So last year I had the NBA Blueprint, which is an eight-week coaching program, and I was so overwhelmed and overwhelmed with inadequacy because I didn't do all of the work required of me. My inadequacy was also fueled by a lack of confidence as well. I told y'all, it's, it's never what it seems on the surface. It may be something deeper. And that was definitely the, you know, the case for me. So my inadequacy was fueled by my lack of confidence in the program. Now, I rocked that program. I have so many wins from that program. But I was literally like had a, had a cloud of anxiety over me for eight weeks. Um, every week I was just like, I don't know if. I'm good enough. And I think a really big reason that I, I can recognize what that experience was is because I have an eight-week coaching program now. And my experience has been so different. And it's been different for what I think is because um, I pre-recorded all of the videos. I beefed up the um, workbook. I did all of these things, but the only reason I was able to even get those things done is because I was confident in my investments. I was I was confident in the way that I spent my time. I was confident in the words that came out of my mouth. I was confident to know that whoever watched this was going to receive the words that I spoke and implement them. I didn't have that same level of confidence when I did the MUA Blueprint and with with that came this feeling of i don't know if you know i'm rising to the occasion i don't know if I, I'm, I'm good enough and i don't know if they're they're you know it's going to connect for them and luckily it did luckily um you know i still powered through and i still showed up scared and all and to be honest you know i, I don't know if i should say this but for me, with the MUA Blueprint, um, maybe I needed to experience that that level of um, inadequacy, inadequacy. Maybe I needed to experience that lack of confidence in order for me to get here because now I have experience. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. And a lot of times when you don't feel like like you're good enough is because you're in the moment you know um like i said like once i was done i was like oh my gosh like people are winning people are you know booking the clients um you know my students are not only raising their rates but raising them you know months after the program you know co with confidence right um so yeah once i was done with the program i, I felt very confident but in the moment i was go i was so uncomfortable I was so uncomfortable. I was doing something so new um, that I wanted to do and then I needed to do, but I didn't know if I was qualified enough to make it happen, you know? So I, I'm guess I'm kind of hitting on a couple points here. So like I said, my inadequacy was fueled by my lack of confidence. And the only way that I was able to push through that is with experience. Now, I felt that um, lack of qualifications uh, every single week. You know, every week I showed up and I was like, I don't know if they're going to get it. I don't know if I'm good enough, but 
you know, fuck it, right? And because I said F this, because I said, you know what, I don't, and it wasn't even a matter of like, I don't care if I'm not qualified. It was more so of like, I signed up to do this, so now let me go ahead and do it. My students signed up to do this, so I let me go ahead and show up. Because let me tell you, I also believe in integrity, and I believe in providing quality, um, you know, to the people who invest in you. I do believe in that. So I, even though I felt, you know, in my heart of hearts that I wasn't qualified, I still did my job, you know. And because of that program, I really did learn what it meant to push through. Um, there were a lot of moments where, you know, I, I really just had to talk myself through it, you know, praying before um, each, you know, weekly session, praying afterwards, because I didn't want that feeling of inadequacy to really fuel me. I didn't want it to fuel me, but it did. However, I still did the work to try to get out of it. I still did the work. Right. And that's a good point. Let's let's stick with that a little bit. I still did the work, even though it didn't feel like anything was changing. That's how life is, y'all. I know y'all probably feel that too. I still did the work. I still prayed. I still showed up, even though for eight weeks, I was like, I'm not good enough to even be doing this. I'm not, I wasn't going to talk about that then, of course, <laughs> um, because I need to show up as my best self. And me kind of like, uh, I mean, I was truthful with myself. I, I cried all the time during that program. I cried. I, listen, 2021, you know, that that was my first year of, uh, or I'm, I'm kind of still in my first year of coaching or a little bit over my first year. Um, I cried a lot because of my feeling of inac- inadequacy. I felt like, like who would appoint me to be a coach when I've only been, a, I've only been a makeup artist for five years, you know? And that's why I love this podcast because I really do get to talk from experience more so than just like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. I'm telling you exactly what I experienced so that you can see that not only is it, are you able to get through it, but you know, you see it from someone who has actually done the work, you know? Um, So I want to always encourage you to push through, but I want you to see that, you know, things are not perfect especially when it comes to um, being a business owner. It's never what it seems, I can tell you that much. So like I said, all of 2021, I felt like I was inadequate specifically to teach business, right? Specifically to teach business. When it came to makeup, like, girl, I'm hot shit, you know? I know what I'm doing. I know it's good stuff. But now we're talking about branding and business. And I'm like, I know this stuff, but I don't know if I have the jargon to articulate it. I don't know if I'm going to explain it in the right way for, you know, the, the person who's listening to receive it. I don't know. And I don't, I'm just so unsure of myself because again, lack of confidence. I was unconfident in the knowledge that I knew, Right. And, you know, one thing that I did vow to myself was that I was going to tap into what I already experienced and what I already know. 
that's of re- that's as of recent. That's what I'm trying to say. That is as of recent that I made that vow to myself. Um, but back then it was like, I know that I know these things, but I don't know if it's good enough to say it out loud. And who the fuck is that benefiting? Who is that benefiting? If you know it, but you don't, you're too afraid to say it out loud, then who are you serving? And for what purpose? Again, I still said what I needed to say. I still coached and mentored and um, showed up in every capacity that I absolutely could. Um, But in hindsight, I was definitely holding back to some extent for, for, for my own knowledge. Like, you know, my students got what they needed to get out of it. Um, But for my own, um, level of, ooh, how do I explain this? For my own level of achievement or my own level of, we're just going to go with achievement. Um, I wasn't really putting out all of the knowledge that I knew because I was scared. I was scared for multiple reasons. I was scared because I wasn't confident in many more things. Um, And with that being said, that doesn't mean that I was going to stop. I wasn't going to stop going for what I wanted. I wasn't going to stop trying to figure this thing out. I wasn't going to stop any of it because I knew that, that, you know, even with that, I, I was doing what I've been purposed to do. It's still, it's still with me. It's still on me. And I see the shining light. I just need to get through this very uncomfortable moment so that I can get to boom. What is my now eight week coaching program? I had to do the work guys. And like I said, you know, I still prayed. I still showed up, even though things felt like they weren't changing, they will change. You will feel good enough, but you have to Pray yourself through the moment. You have to show out through the moment. You have to do the work throughout the moment. But the, because to be honest, that moment will feel very crippling. It will feel like I don't know if I can show up because I don't know if I can post this post because I don't feel confident and I don't feel good enough. And it's like this trickle down effect that leads you into not doing anything. But again, the question is, who does that serve? If you have this goal of servicing women um, and doing their makeup and making them feel loved and beautiful, and then you not showing up, then who does that serve? You know, you have to, you have to, you know, figure out what you want, figure out if, what you think you want is in alignment with what you actually need or actually want. And if that's what you decide on, if it, if and when, hey, now, if and when it does get uncomfortable, because I promise you it will, if and, if and when it gets uncomfortable, you have to push through those thoughts. Those thoughts are going to creep up on you. Negative thoughts are like a part of life. They're not something that, you know, just goes away. They will absolutely show up time and time again. Even if you are 20 years into whatever you're doing, those thoughts will still show up and try to kick you right in the knee, you know? 
You know how somebody walks up behind you and like knees the back of your knee and now you fell to the ground? You know, you are now you all on the ground like, oh God, like I don't know if how if I can get up, right? But the truth is, like, yeah, go ahead and stand up, sis. You can stand up. You can and then you can walk and then you can run after that. But the thing is, when those thoughts, you know, try to try to sneak in to stop the show, remember that you have a purpose after these thoughts. And you know, one thing that I, you know, have always vowed, or not have always, but as of recent, I have vowed again to be fluid in my thoughts. Like, I know that I'm going to be sad one day. I know that I'm going to be over the moon the next day. But expecting to be over the moon all the time is not fair to myself. And I think that's where I'll a lot of times that inadequacy comes from as well. It's like expecting the good times to always be present. And a lot of times they won't be, you know, where you you have the good and the bad day and night. You know, you, you always have, you know, opposite reaction to, you know, the initial reaction. So you can't expect everything to be hunky dory positive um, without the negative. You know, so the the best advice that I can give you is to push through, even though you don't see the finish line, continue doing the work, even when it doesn't feel right. Sometimes it won't feel good. And that that is kind of sucks to say. Um, But at the end of the day change will occur because the tipping point is a very natural experience. When you have been putting in the right time, when you have been doing the right work, opportunity will always align and it will tip in the direction that you're looking for. It's, let me say this really quick. It takes 10 years to become an overnight success. I'm pretty sure you've seen that quote on Facebook, right? <laughs> and Hopefully you guys can still hear me. Um, And with that being said, um, like I said, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. So don't allow those slow periods, don't allow those moments of uncertainty to knock you off your feet. You are very much able, capable of knocking down those barriers, um, even when it doesn't feel good. Because it will feel good, and I, I can I can shake your hand right now and bet you a million dollars that it will. It will absolutely get better, even though you're uncomfortable right now. Even though you feel like you know there is no end in sight, it will get better, and I can promise you that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I um, cannot wait to talk to you guys next week, and um, yeah. It's, this has been fun. I love I love these conversations because I get to get like you know really vulnerable. Let you guys in on my life and you know what I'm experiencing um, as a coach, as a makeup artist, and yeah, you guys get to see it from my perspective and then hopefully apply it to your life and how you want to move through your business. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to talk to you guys next week and enjoy your week. You keep it up, girl. You're killing the motherfucking game, but I don't even got to say it because you already know that.